damn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back cause I'm brown. And not the other color so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail we can go toe to toe in the middle of a cell. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, I just got an alert on my phone, and uh, it's it's about the weather. <laughs> and uh, right now we have a freeze warning uh, and a pollen warning. Which I didn't know that was possible to have at the same time. Um, I, <laughs> Seems like it wouldn't be. <laughs> but, but yeah. Like how? how? Are the it's oh anyway? Um, yeah, it's been a weird few days for a lot of reasons. We're to talk about. I've been you know, uh, you know yesterday <clears> I was pretty <throat> much stayed home, was kind of glued to the to the internet, following everything that was going on. Um, but the day the day before that, I had uh, just a couple of like really polar opposite uh random interactions with strangers and i tweeted about one of them and uh my uh, my mother came to visit a couple of weeks ago or like the week week ago anyway mm-hmm. she took the train out to uh, denver to visit some other relatives and then took the train back bounced through chicago on her way back to uh, where she lives and so i was like oh we're well, gonna be downtown union station for an hour i'll come bike down there and visit you you know i'll just hang out for a few minutes right so we're sitting right at the gate where all the trains you know all the amtrak trains underground the union station down there uh park and everyone gets off and there's just like all these people getting off the trains with no masks on now you get off the train you're technically outside even though you're underground but then you have to walk into the station and when you're in the station you still have a fucking mask on and i see one guy and I, i i was like I just shouted. I'm like, mask goes on your face. And he was like, and he like pulled it up, put it on his face. <laughs> another guy, another guy said the same thing. I goes, I just shouted. I was like, you know, I said, mask goes on your face, sir. And he just turns and starts like yelling at me. He's like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what he's saying. Cause he's like, right. you know, and we just got into a shouting match and it was like, I don't really remember exactly everything we said, but um, you know, and my mom's like, stop, stop it. Don't st- just stop, stop. You know, cause she, she's terrified of conflict and I'm not. <laughs> she's a liberal, of course. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, you know, she thinks like this guy, like, no, I, I, you, you, know. you obviously, when you're in that situation, you're like, all right, don't get stabbed. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, I, I had my bike with me. I would just fucking body checked him with 30 pounds of steel. Uh, and it just basically ended with me, you know, saying, welcome to Chicago, asshole. <laughs> that's just how it ended. It was just like, well, I got anything else to say. I'm just going to fucking say that. And I'm pretty sure that's like the most Chicago thing I've ever said before. Like, I felt it like, I, better finally, you- like I, I finally, like, um, blues brother level Chicago resident right. now. It would have been better if you said, welcome to Chicago, casual. asshole, <laughs> with the fucking yeah. Chicago accent. <laughs> Fucking white sacks. Uh, yeah, and, and then he does this thing that I've heard people do all the time. He he actually wasn't the last thing I, we said. It was it was close to the end. He goes, well, I'm from here. 
And, and, and like, what does that mean? I'm from here. I'm like, yeah, I'm from here too, as is everybody else in this train station who's wearing a mask right now, except for you. And that's when he had nothing else to say. Right. <laughs> and he walks away. And this older guy kind of sitting a little ways away stands up and he kind of walks by and he kind of says to me, he's like, yeah, like he's, like you said, everyone but him. So, <laughs> so that was my like just totally random negative interaction with a fucking asshole. Um, but the night before, I had a completely positive interaction with a stranger. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but cyclists and skateboarders are natural enemies in the wild. Uh, really, it's just all, always I the way it's guessed. been. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's one of those. Things. I, know, I know it's that way in like like within the skating and like BMX communities, but I didn't realize like just general commuters it's the same way not really it's just one of those like i mean really if you want to get of course we cyclists hate drivers more than anything right uh, but if you know if you're a regular person on a bike or say if you're really into cycling and you ride fixed gear you fucking hate roadies because roadies are just like you know douchey rich guys in spandex um but yeah i've always like i i had i've gotten into like fights with skateboarders before just because they're fucking punk ass pieces of shit for the most part but that was on the west coast so you know i'm sure it's different in different places um but chicago has just like a shitload of kids on skateboards and older people on skateboards too because i'm i'm biking around the other night just wandering around late it's like 11 p.m or so i got my little uh, bluetooth speaker just riding around got my vodka white claw and uh (laughs) I'm coming down the street, and you know every bar in Chicago is on the corner of the block, right? That's just where right. we put all the bars, and and they're on every corner. There's there's bars closing every day because of COVID, but there's still thousands um, to go to, and they're starting to open back up a little bit more now. And uh, this guy comes stumbling out of this bar, and like he's just like visibly, you know, wobbles a bit, <laughs> right? Right. And he he looks like he's about fifty <clears throat> years old, and he's got a backpack with a skateboard sticking through it like you just there's different kind of, i mean there's a million kinds of backpacks that are designed for skateboarding whatever right. and designed to like have it whatever and he sees me and here's my music playing sees the little led lights on it that are flashing because it's like a little mini rave that's you know sony bluetooth speaker and he just like saunters up to the curb and just puts his fucking hand out <laughs> and i see him and i but i do like you know the just there's no words between us i just as i right. ride by i put my hand out and i don't turn and look i did a no look high five with this guy who's a stranger <laughs> just nice. nothing to say to each other just high just rolling on by clap you know i, I like <laughs> nice, when nice. i like when you can say the uh the out loud part silently or right it, 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 you know it's just <laughs> i like your vibe you know hand gesture and then you, you know that's right you got nothing else to say just put up a high five that's, baby that's cool Good shit. Um, yeah, you're gonna bring you're gonna bring an end to the great uh, cycling skating conflict of uh, right. 2021. Um, right. What, what was it called with uh, when Nixon went to to China? What they call it? Detente. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Well, so let's get into the news of the week. Um, this is gonna be a very cop heavy episode. So you know, fair warning to anyone that like for some fucking reason listens to this show but doesn't think that all cops are motherfuckers, uh, you're probably not going to enjoy this episode. Obviously, 
Uh, you heard the song at the top, so that should have given you some indication. But um, if you're still here and you don't want to listen to us just talk about how fucking horrible cops are and how they shouldn't exist uh, for the next hour, then you probably want to listen to like NPR or something. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, uh, we, let's let's talk about the Chauvin the Chauvin case because yesterday uh, the jury. Uh, came forward with a verdict, uh, which was which was you know it, it was it was a good sign when when they uh, only deliberated for like uh, you know half a day, however long it was. Um, you know, obviously the rest of us watching that video are like, what took more than fucking twenty minutes? Like you, you like it, it shouldn't have taken the time to go around the table once and asking if everyone had a had their minds made up. But you know, I, jury deliberation is it, it, there's there's a process and it's an important thing to like let people you know talk back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they came out with the right uh, decision. So uh, Chauvin w- uh, was found guilty in all three counts that he was charged with, second-degree murder, uh, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Um, Which is weird because it's like, you'd think if you're guilty on the first two, the third one would just be like, eh, we just drop. Or it's kind of like almost not contradictory, but like, you know, like if, if it was murder, it's not really manslaughter because manslaughter is involuntary and murder, you know, but whatever. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he got charged with as much as he can because in theory that would add to his sentencing. Now, again, that sentencing is in the hands of a judge, a white judge. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, oh, yeah. And he gets to be evaluated to determine how sorry he is. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's like a process where somebody goes to interview him where he has the opportunity. Oh, is that what the judge was talking about at the end before he talked about like the, the schedule? I didn't know what the fuck yes. he was saying. Wow. Yes, it's there's like a psychological evaluation to, to determine how you know, remorseful he is. So he has time to prepare to <gasps> take, a, take a test to, to you know, re- reflect how and this is this is the you know, it, and it works both ways, too. Where somebody who is innocent of a crime, right? If right. they don't act remorseful for a thing they didn't do, they, you know, the the, the system will say, well, they're just a cold blooded killer right. who refuses to, you know, t- take responsibility for what they did. Well, it's you know, if you ever watched the Ira Morris documentary, A Thin Blue Line, it was about this person who was falsely accused by people who were like career witnesses that just made up shit they didn't even see. You know, if you're if you didn't do it, and you don't apologize for it because you didn't do it, can't be remorseful. You, just, you can't be remorseful for a thing you right. didn't do, right? So, so the up. fact that that's a, you know, that you're, you know, whether you feel bad or not for it, is a factor as to whether you get punished sufficiently or not is pretty fucking crazy. Now, I understand that you know a judge should have the leeway. We shouldn't have mandatory minimums. The judge no, should no, have discretion to. Take everything into consideration. I, I think that's really important. Um, but this guy, he didn't, you know, we're going to talk about a couple other bloody, awful killings right here. But this wasn't, this right, wasn't like, week or two. you know, oh, shit, there's a, there's a guy and I shot him and turns out he wasn't armed. Derek Chauvin spent nine minutes deciding second after second to kill that man, to kill George right. Floyd. Right. And after he was handcuffed and unresponsive after you know only the four and a half minute mark <clears throat> spent another four and a half minutes not getting off his neck right right that was for no, a conscious for choice. literally no reason he there was nothing he posed you know he never first of all he didn't pose a threat at all once he had him on the ground and had his hands behind his back but 
yeah. After 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 a minute, you think you would be like, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, any any even sane asshole cop would be like, well, obviously he's subdued, and I'm gonna get off his neck now. But Derek Chauvin just fucking hated his guts and wanted to fucking murder him. You know, whether it was conscious or subconscious, a part of him wanted to end his fucking life because he thought of him as subhuman. So that's why right. he he kept his knee on his neck until he fucking choked to death you know the, the flip whatever. side of that is hilarious too where after they shoot somebody several times they start applying cpr it's like <laughs> right you, right what are you what are you even doing there's a fucking bullet in the aorta they're dead like right. it, it, it's the we're all trying to find out who did this meme with the the hot dog you know the hot dog the, guy the, the, the hot adam dog toledo video we're going to talk about here in the audio the cop that just shot him then is saying are you okay where did you, where did you get shot like, uh, I don't know. Where did you fucking aim, piece of shit? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it's just... It, it's just fucking ridiculous. But, um, you know, we're, we're he's looking at, like, 12 to 45... Or, excuse me, 15 to 45 years, realistically. I, I've heard conflicting things on that. There's no, there's no way that... There's no minimum. Second, right, but there's no, there's no 40 years for second-degree murder. There just isn't. First degree, maybe, but there's. I, I looked. I looked at it. The the max is fifteen for all the charges. Well, I, I think if you combine the charge, but like somebody was saying, like if you combine all the charges, it would be pro- like they estimated it could be about oh, forty five. No, he's not going to get that. They, they would never. It doesn't run concurrently like that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and, and of course they're they're trying to make this out like, you know, the the prosecution saying, you know, we're not putting all cops on trial. This is just about one. One guy, you know, and I understand if you're trying to win the case and you're trying to win over the jury, it makes sense to frame it that way. But that's not going to change a system. But, of course, they're trying to make George Floyd into a martyr because then they don't have to do any reform. Right. 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 And I know if you have the, the clip queued up here of our uh, esteemed Mama Bear, Speaker of the House, and her words oh, on this yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. So this is what Nancy Pelosi had to say at a big, you know, pat on the back press conference for herself yesterday. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. <sighs> That's fucking I Margaret mean, Thatcher right there. That, that, that the is Margaret. I cannot think of anyone who sounds more like Margaret Thatcher than Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> right, just without the really oh hello there, like that that really stupid fucking voice that Margaret the, Thatcher the had. chirpy the chirpy bird voice. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but and, and God do you, damn. You know, and this is entirely consistent. It was wasn't a gaffe. This reflects exactly no, what course. she believes. You have that uh, other clip from her from 2019, ready to go? Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This is what Pelosi has to say about Black Lives Matter as a movement. What's your question? Yeah. Um, congratulations on your the election. Do you support the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, I support the recognition that Black Lives Matter, for sure, and I have incorporated that in many of my statements. Uh, I think it is, all lives matter, yes, uh, but there has, we really have to redress past grievances in terms of how we have addressed the African American community. I had a 
real privilege yesterday to address uh, the Black Caucus, the swearing-in of the new Black Caucus members. Eight, at least eight new members elected from places that are not majority mm -hmm. black communities. So this was a real uh, breakthrough. So I think that we are all, you know, working together to make sure that every part of our community, whether it's the uh, immigrant community, whether it's the black community, whether it's women's community and the rest, not only matter, but rule. So I all mean, lives matter I, in her answer. I support that you the recognition <laughs> of the thing that you say that you live. Like, do you, do you believe oh, that black fuck. lives matter? Well, I believe that you just said those words to me. <laughs> so I can't refute that those are, that's you know, the, the, that's those the, I'm sorry words you... in connection are, you know, were uttered in front of me and I heard them. Just, that's the I'm sorry you're upset when you're asked to apologize for something, you know. That's look, and you could if I offended anybody, I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> but only if so, I mean if nobody tells me they're offended, how am I supposed to know if I said something wrong? I so yeah, and you uh, you could tell that girl who asked the question was probably she looked on the younger side. She was probably just like a you know a proud Democrat who thinks that the Democrats are fighting for the right thing. You could almost see her radicalization in real time because like the face she has on by the end of that answer is like is this is bitch fucking kidding me <laughs> like what is she talking about um yeah so you know she she george floyd didn't sacrifice his life he was fucking murdered by the fucking police state that you fucking prop up as some necessary force uh in in this fucking country and you know while he was fucking minding his business like he there was no he had no fucking Re there was no reason for him to die. There was no reason for him to even be fucking harassed by this cop. Like well, they still have he, not even proven if he twenty dollar bill, right? I mean, which they never even know, really investigated if, if or you, proved because he didn't want to be killed. You shouldn't have been run around with a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, right? Just asking for it at that point. <laughs> never mind whether or not you know if it's like something he just got from someone as change in circulation and had no fucking clue if it was a twenty, you know, counterfeit twenty. Like I'm sure he's not doesn't have a fucking printing press in his house that he's printing counterfeit money. Like it's just such a preposterous fucking thing in the first place, you know. Right. Even right. it's but be it's just, there's always whatever whatever it is. They there's always an excuse, you know. Oh, the, he she was holding a knife. Okay, well that's you know you know how many times you have to stab somebody before they die. It's like like ninety times before that becomes lethal, you know. Oh, well, he he was holding a gun in the past. Uh, okay, so then if you comply with the order to not hold on to the gun anymore, then that doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, well, she was shot by the police while she was asleep in bed, but she was dating a guy who sold drugs. Uh, well, okay, well, there you go. She deserved it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, look they're, they're, they're going to fucking lie regardless. If, if a cop's lips are moving, you could probably... It's a pretty safe bet that he's lying, especially if he's talking about a case he's involved in. Um, but, you know, the Chauvin getting convicted is actually pretty uh, significant in the sense that it's only the seventh cop to get convicted in the last 15 years of of uh, murder uh, for, for shooting a suspect. Um, and in that time, and this is, these are all estimates because because there's no actual transparent data on any of this shit because you know <laughs> the different states and cities and municipalities make it super hard for you to find this information but just from what is publicly available 
So you could bet it's probably on the the lowball estimate side. Uh, there have been fifteen thousand people killed by cops in the last uh, fifteen years, and seven of those cops have gotten convicted of murder. Um, and you know how many times if there's not a super clear video of exactly what happened, uh, and even if there is in some cases, uh, like a case we're going to talk about, it is nearly impossible to get these fucking cops held accountable for the shit that they do um when right well and and what changed this time you know i watched the entire press conference that that attorney general uh keith ellison did with the whole team of prosecutors da's office and attorney general's office and they were like rolling this out as a as a victory uh on a huge level and they don't usually do that and they don't usually really try to win these cases Right, like we've seen cases where a cop's charged with murder, where the DA in the case, the prosecutor in the case, continually defends the killer cop because they want to, you know, keep the cops on their side, right? Long term, right? We've seen them blow their own cases. So, what made this different? I would argue it was the fact that people were trying to burn down police stations last summer and. There was mass rioting and mass looting going on. That scares right. the shit out of liberals. You know, there's all these right wingers that think that you know Antifa is this George Soros, you know, wing of the Democratic Party. They fucking hate us. Democrats right. hate us, right? Because and they're terrified of us. Like they're, it's, they're they both hate and are terrified exactly. of, of the Which power they should be. of right. They should right. be right. So, but you could see it. You could see how. You know, watching this case day after day, and some days I couldn't. Some days I was just like, I can't fucking take any more of this. But you could tell the prosecution was, this was a major priority to win this case. Which you know, you know, people, people, right-wingers were like, this was mob rule. This was the jury fearing for their lives if they didn't come out. Like, First of all, the jury is anonymous unless they choose not to be. And they're like, well, somebody could hack into the thing. No, they don't. No, they don't. Thing is, you know why you know why courts don't get hacked, is because they don't put everything on a computer. <laughs> right. County county courts keep everything on paper still. When they have a sealed record, it's in a fucking vault and it just sits there. It's, for, it's literally sealed, right? <laughs> literally, literally, and that's why you don't see. You know, like Facebook gets hacked every fucking day, right? Why don't courts get hacked? Because there's nothing to hack. <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, yeah, no. This this was a, this was a jury being presented with a you know airtight case, and that's why they only took them a couple hours to to come away with a guilty verdict. <laughs> right. Did so you, we know right. that if the if the evidence is there, the crime was committed, and the prosecution wants to win the case, they can win the case, just like they did yeah. yesterday. Absolutely. Just speaking of the jury, though, real quick, did you see that there was this confusion online because uh, there was this like 19-year-old like e-girl on Twitter who posted something about like, well, now that the case is finally over, I could, you know, we talked about some of the hard decisions that I we, that I made and all this stuff, and like all these like Nazis like swarmed on her, thinking that she was one of the jurors on in the George Floyd case in the in the Derek Chauvin case. Um, but apparently she was talking about like her her college freshman like mock debate trial that she did, um, and, and so like every like like the right wing media like the not like the quote unquote legitimate like TV and, and print people but like the real fucking 
you know, CD like Breitbart and shit all swarmed on her as if she was one of the jurors on the case. And she was <laughs> like a fucking just this like 19 year old e-girl with pink hair. It was just really funny. Although no, I feel really I bad for her. That, but yeah, um, no, it's crazy. And I just I noticed this morning because I've been getting swarmed by people who are, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, pro-life and support small government, but also think the punishment for minors violating the cur- uh, care for you should be execution. Um, sure. The 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 Twitter's mute conversation function isn't working anymore right now. Oh, so awesome! <laughs> y- yeah, you can't you can't turn them off. Like you you can even if you block people right now, that you're still getting notifications if anyone likes the comments those people are leaving in reply to you on Twitter. So yeah, great website for cops. Right. <laughs> Super functional, yeah. No, that's why I turned off most. I, I think I have most of my not- notifications turned off unless someone mentions me, like specifically. Um, yeah. But- well, I, apparently, yeah. And if you, if somebody, you know, like really passive aggressive quote tweets you, right? Right. Like they can they can get around the conversation right. by if they quote tweet you, and then you have to go and like block every single one of them. It's fucking annoying. Um. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to quote tweet anybody who has. Muted a conversation that you're. No, like, I, I I started to phrase that incorrectly. Like nobody with less followers than you should be able to quote tweet you. <laughs> well, no, I, I I wouldn't agree with that because then we couldn't quote tweet like shitty blue check accounts that say really. Oh no, no 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 no! I'm uh, different rules for blue checks. Anyone should be able to okay. quote a blue check. That's like that's part of the be. If you're if you're blue check, you're a public figure. I'm talking about just like regular people. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't really just have a thought. It was cool this, this website there. just Whatever. sucks, and and it, and it's fucking soul draining. But we all we're all just fucking chained to it. Uh, by <laughs> just you know by these invisible chains. Um, mm. but yeah. So uh, you know there was there, there was really cringe shit uh all around the Raiders uh, L A. Excuse me, the Vegas. They're the Vegas Raiders now. I keep they keep fucking moving. They were the Oakland, then they were the LA, now they're the Las Vegas Raiders. When did um, that happen? I was I thought that, that very recently. Was it? Yeah. Like a year to not even that's why I mean like they literally moved from Oakland where they were for you know decades to LA for a couple of years, I think. And then but like then they were also sharing space with the LA Chargers, who were the San Diego Chargers up until are, a couple of years. Are they just ago. trying to keep continually moving further and further away from where <laughs> black people live? Because it right. seems like Let's put us you in know. the desert. Well, you, well, yeah, and their their owner Al Davis was a fucking you know <laughs> racist piece of shit. And now that his failed son, uh, piece of shit son, owns it, and he's pro- uh, presumably also a racist. Um, well, apparently, he runs their Twitter account too. Right. Well, yeah, and he's. I think it, people are at least um, uh, Dave Zirin was saying that he's one of the people that's that's making them keep the tweet up. I don't know, you know how 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 true that is or not. But uh, so they tweeted out. Uh, I can breathe for 2021 um, in just the most tone deaf fucking way imaginable. I mean, like, just what that, are you that's doing? Not, that's not tone deaf. What Nancy Pelosi said was tone deaf. This is blatant, belligerent, mocking a man who was murdered. Okay. When I, I, I don't when, think, uh, I, I think they thought that that was like them siding with the. I, 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 I don't know how I you, think, anyone could possibly think that. What, what, there was a fucking David Axelrod tweeted uh, something like uh, now now everyone can breathe again finally or something like this is how this is how the liberal brain works like this I, I is general Axelrod again is is tone deaf this is just this is beyond so that um, 
when uh the, the the guy with the it was strangled to death for loose cigarettes. Eric Gardner, yeah. Eric Gardner. Um, so after the cops were, you know, investigated, and then there were no charges for those officers, right. the N- NYPD police union started printing off T-shirts that say, I can breathe. Right, right. And they wore them at, like, they support wore them. the police rallies. They wore like them. I can breathe. Ha ha, we murdered you. You couldn't breathe. We got right. away with it. We can breathe. So that, On camera, that, using a legal chokehold. That yeah. even the, so the that department, La- yeah. Las Vegas Raiders tweet that says, I can breathe, that's the same thing. Saying, I no, can it, breathe it is. in I, response I to the conviction of a murderer who strangled a black man to death is an endorsement of murdering that black man. I, I, I genuinely would love to hear the thought process because I, 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 and I'm not disagreeing with you, and that's obviously what we all thought when we saw that tweet, but I, I really think some idiot in the social media department was like, this is this is standing with you know this is the, George Floyd could finally bring, like I I really think that that was the intent which is even worse like that I, I, in some ways that's even worse that you'd think that that would be an appropriate <sighs> I just fucking resp- I, I don't know I mean I I I, I can't imagine being just so blatantly fucking racist that you would advertise it as a like public comp like a company you know like a team is basically as these a people company. think that Colin Kaepernick bending the knee. They want to admit should that, mean though. that he should never be able to play football again. Right, that's right. what these they, they people all think who that. own these teams think. Right, but I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, but they won't admit that publicly. I mean, they, they fucking. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd be, I'd be just genuinely curious if he tries to explain himself, the owner, or if the team does, or whatever. Um, but it's still up as of as of uh, you know two two thirty on uh, on Wednesday. So that's that's really just. Wow. <laughs> Either tone deaf or extremely blatantly racist. But uh, yeah, so just just real, real solid stuff all around. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. The sentencing is in eight weeks uh, because, like, as you mentioned, they have time to basically appeal and make, you know, put put in just blanket appeals and then also um, do this assessment uh, as to as to the level of remorse that he feels, which. Well, there's uh, not yeah. going to be any motion for appeal before he's sentenced. That that's not a thing that can happen. We um, mentioned some kind of an appeal in that in that like scheduling little bit. He said, "I, I don't know if what well, that, what maybe I mean, that was just there's jargon. All I don't know." A bunch of other procedural motions to delay right. things and everything, but his like to actually appeal the case that that won't happen for probably years. Um, right. And everyone was like, "Oh, Pelosi," you know, like so. Oh, no, it was uh, Maxine Waters said something about the case. Uh, and then the people are like, oh, that just that he's that's a mistrial. He's gonna get he's gonna win on appeal. Like, no, it's not. They don't understand what an appeal is or how the appeal process works. An appeal means you know to even uh, first of all, you can file a motion of appeal. That doesn't mean you're granted no a, a, an appeal trial. The you judges will look at it and decide whether to grant you that that hearing or not. Right. right. So people they have this idea that like all you have to do is like file the motion and then automatically you get your trial. That doesn't work that way. Um, you know, the Supreme Court only hears about like five percent of all the cases that are petitioned to them. Right. And right. what you have to do to win an appeals case is show that something about the previous trial was not conducted correctly or your rights were not presented to you correctly. And there was nothing of the sort in this case. This this they they checked off every single thing methodically to make sure this case was not going to be appealable. 
And the idea that like, oh, the the jur- you know, the jurors are for the most part sequestered anyway, so they're not hearing things that Maxine Waters are saying in the media, right? And they would know that right. there was there was jurors on this on this jury who had been jurors before. <clears throat> this was like you know whoever picked them for this jury, <laughs> like they were picking some of the best people they possibly could. I don't know if you noticed when they read off all the the verdict that. Their juror numbers weren't sequential. They were all over the place. It was like juror number eighty nine. Is what is, what is your thing? Juror right, number sixteen. It's the like, sequence that they were called to, to, you know, be assessed as a juror. Right, right. And, and my understanding, and it differs for different juries. Like you know, with with grand juries, like once they have a grand jury, they'll use that same grand jury for like fifty cases. It's like, well, we got you here now, so like, look at this other one, <laughs> like, right? Because right. it's so hard to find people that are reliable and can, you know essentially show that they can be impartial and have a brain to process information, right? Like once once prosecutors have people like that, they're like, hey, we want you to come on back here and keep doing this shit because it's not easy. It's not easy to get people that are, you know, that have enough of a brain to process the information they're being given and also can not have so much of a bias as to, you know, swing so far one way or the other that they're not thinking about the evidence being presented right right no for sure um yeah so you know we'll see what happens with that um that you know <laughs> again could cause i mean if the, if he gives him a fucking light sentence like you know I, I i don't know what the threshold is but like if he gives him like an under 10 year sentence that people will f- lose their fucking mind i mean i would lose my mind for way more than you know if it was any Less than like close be to the seven. maximum, but he'll get seven. You really think it'll be, be that small? That's not small. That. Not for second degree. No, that's that's pretty close to average. Second degree murder, though, and they're gonna. Ki- they're, it's gonna be two years less than the general population, just because he's a cop. And once he's in there, it's you know he'll serve half that time with good behavior, which he'll get because they're gonna put him in a place where he doesn't have to get in fights with people. They'll keep him. He'll keep him protected, and he'll do three and a half years. That's just so fucked up. You know, that's so fucked up. Right. Well, I mean, right. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I don't, well, I don't I, celebrate putting no, people well, in prison well, by any right. means. It's not going to bring anyone's life back. There should certainly be accountability, but it's not justice. No, it's not justice at all. And and no, yeah, right. No outcome of this case could bring George Floyd bring George Floyd back to life. Um, nor should we ever celebrate long sentences, but I mean, if it's going to be given to people who don't fucking deserve it, it certainly should be given to people like this who are fucking arms of the abusive system that fucking, you know, like took someone's life for no reason like that, you know, it, it's just, right. it, it, but you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I, I'm hoping that they, that they're not stupid enough to give them that light of sentence considering how fucking angry people already are about this case. And I do hope that they're intimidated by the by the prospect of more precincts burning down and fucking riots, and you know your your local Starbucks and Chase Bank being fucking burnt to the ground because mm. um, maybe right. that will influence the sentencing. I hope it does. Uh, we'll I mean, see. you know, if if you if you look at like a bunch of the anarchist accounts, uh, you know, out there that we follow, they were practically rooting for him to be acquitted because they, you know. Clearly, there's people that that want more yeah. riots. I don't think that's accelerationist. I think that's the only thing that changes anything. It, it, you know, it's just it just is. Well, 
you know, speaking to that point, actually, and and I'm not saying I necessarily agree that I want him to be acquitted. I'm glad he's he was found guilty because he was fucking guilty. But um, there was this report. Uh, I'm just trying to pull up the exact wording of it in Axios. Uh, I don't know. if Oh, here it is. OK, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, senior Democratic and Republican aides who would never let their bosses say so on the record privately told Axios that a guilty verdict in the Chauvin trial has lessened the pressure to act on police reform. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that that goes without saying, practically, but I'm glad they printed that. Um, right. Of course, of course. That's the, you know, it, it's, I, I honestly thought Keith Ellison did a really good job um, in his uh, press conference, and he cited a, a long list of names of other uh, black people who have been killed by police recently, including Adam Toledo, uh, right. who, which is still being investigated. So the fact that the, the attorney general is commenting on other cases of the police killing people when they didn't need to be, even when no charges have been filed, much less adjudicated in that case, right. speaks to the fact that, you know, Keith Ellison, as a black man and as a prosecutor, understands that we got a really big problem with cops killing kids for no fucking reason. Now, right. we talked about Adam Toledo last week, but the video... A body cam video of him being shot and killed by the police came out uh, shortly after we recorded. Uh, and that was a big, well, that, I think that was trending internationally, actually, um, once that video came out. And you, you said you hadn't actually watched it, though. Well, I saw, I, I saw stills from it. I mean, I, I don't really want, particularly want to watch a 13-year-old kid shot to death. But I, uh, I did see the still. I saw, like, it basically freeze frames until, up until right before he got shot. Um, and it's and how, is, super how would you clear. characterize that? Uh, super clear that he has his fucking hands up and that he has no weapon in his hands uh, and that he was not any threat whatsoever to the fucking cop that that shot him to death. Um, you know, it, it, it's just again, like literally all of the worst poss- worst case scenario circumstances could be true in that case that he had a gun that he was running, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You still don't get to fucking shoot him. Unless he's physically pointing a gun at your fucking body, you do not get to shoot him. And the fact that he fucking didn't have a gun and had his clearly had his hands up surrendering and, and he got shot anyway, I, it just fucking tells you all you need to know about the way that the cops, you know, view the, the people that they're supposed to protect. They don't view them that way at all. They view so, them as fucking threats to their lives. Yeah. So I've watched the video. Uh I watched it repeatedly. Uh, I even downloaded it so I could run through it single frame by frame. Right. And, you know, it, it, everyone says, well, it all happened so fast. It all happened so fast. It's, it's, you know, it's not the cop's fault because it all happened so fast. Well, what made it happen fast was the cop accelerating time. You know, if you're trying to de-escalate a conflict, you do things like give a command and then wait for the person to respond and comply. And then you take a beat before you give another command. And what happens in this video is that this officer is chasing this kid, shouting at him to stop running, right? He yells, stop, stop right fucking now, right? And Adam Toledo complies and stops, and the minute it, this is this is the really haunting because I took still frames and posted this online. You can see the shadow of the officer's hands on the on the ground. You can see the shadow of his whole body, but you see his hands, 
And when he when he yells, stop, stop right fucking now, his fingers like are are spread out, like his arms are you know, he's he's doing a full run, nothing in his hands. It's only after Adam Toledo stops, after he initially complies, right? And and this is right. just one of one of several things he does that he's complying with. As soon as he stops running, that's when Officer Eric E. Stillman draws his weapon. And you can see the, the, the shadow of him drawing his weapon. Stillman then shouts at him, Hey, show me your fucking hands. Now, this is the point where you can, if you watch it enough times, it looks as though Adam Toledo had this gun in his hand that this other 21-year-old kid uh, had allegedly fired and somehow passed off to him. Now, he's being told, show me your fucking hands. So it appears as though he tosses the gun down behind this fence, and then he puts his hands up. He complies again, puts his hands up, and turns around. And you can see his fingers. You can see there's nothing in his hands, right? But again, Toledo is complying. He's doing what a police officer tells him to. He's de-escalating the situation. A teenage kid is de-escalating the situation. And that's when the officer still officer Stillman yells, drop it. But there's nothing for him to drop because his hands are empty. Right. Which you right? can clearly see. Right. And that's when an Officer Stillman fires a shot. And as he fires that shot, he says, Drop it a second time. So he's already firing as he's saying drop it a second time. That tells you that he had every intention of shooting that kid, no matter what the kid did. Right? right. Whether the kid complied or not, he planned to shoot that kid. And, and it's clear that, you know, if, if people are... Sh- there's only two, there's two single frames in the video that you can barely make out something that may have been in his hand that he then drops or he throws behind this fence before he puts his hands up and turns around. Now, if you can clearly see his hands are empty... Right, or if you can think that you can see a gun there, then you can just as easily see his hands were empty when he turned around as he was told to. Right, right. but still, these fucking racists will say, "Well, he had a gun and he ran." So they they used to say, "Well, if you just comply, you won't get shot." Well, now that's out the window. Now it doesn't matter what you do. Now it's oh, you did something in the past. Well, guess what? You're going to be executed. Right. Right, and if you want to, if they if they want to shoot you, uh, they're going to shoot you regardless of what you do. Um, so you should never stop when the cop tells you to stop. You should just keep fucking running because that's you at least exactly, give yourself a chance. Exactly to, to the fucking lesson. Live. If if I was a teenage kid watching that video in Chicago, I would know that when a police officer tells you to stop, it's because they can't catch you and you're getting away. And if you stop for any reason, they will murder you. So right. never stop running from the police. They are there to execute you. Run for your fucking life. Right. And, you know, you call him a kid, and kid is a, the, the operative word because you watch this, you know, these clips or you see the stills from it. He looks like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have pegged 13 if you told me, if you didn't tell me his age. I would have said younger. I mean, he just no, he looks, looks like, he's, like he's, wearing his, yeah. look, he's wearing his dad's clothes. Like, he, it, it just, it, it's, it's this little fucking kid. I, I just can't imagine what it takes in your fucking being to, like, look at someone like that and shoot them. Even if they were a threat to you, I couldn't bring myself to shoot. It's like shooting a fucking even, dog. Like, what is wrong after with they shot and killed him, the incident reports listed him as John Doe, age 18 to 25. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. That's how they view that. And, that's, and, that is, and they've talked about that 
in in like just implicit bias training the cops view black kids or hispanic kids or you know anyone who's not a white kid as old when they are shown pictures as older than they are oh there's super, superhuman versus, strength remember my, right. remember michael brown he raised his arms up because he didn't want to get shot and the cops like oh his arms are in the air that's that's like a bear standing up i gotta i'm in danger right. yeah um so i wanted to touch on this this uh acoustic surveillance AI uh, called ShotSpotter. We talked about this last week a little bit, uh, right. and since then I've learned a bit more about it. This is this this um, this system of microphones that the is deployed by a private company that just records every loud noise in an area, and by area I mean black and brown communities. Right. Um, and it costs cost the taxpayers $90,000 per square mile per year. That's how much money that costs. And somebody um, posted this, uh, an article from a couple of years ago from uh, The Intercept uh, about some of the information. Because they're a private company, so all of their data is um, classified or is not, not public. <laughs> right. uh, but in, in certain cases, they have been scrutinized. And this article kind of touches on that. A little bit here, so I'm going to read a few paragraphs from this article. Um, and this, this is this this is this system that alerted the police to the location where they shot and killed Adam Toledo. So this is this is this this acoustic surveillance technology automatically calls the police to a location. There's no person involved. Nobody called and said, "Oh, I heard shot." Like there's there's none of that. This is just a a technology by a private company that sent the cops there who killed this child. So, from the article here, on their website, ShotSpotter claims 97% accuracy. That figure, though, is not the result of rigorous research. In 2017, a ShotSpotter forensic analyst testified in an attempted murder case in San Francisco. When asked about the company's guarantee of accuracy, he stated, Our guarantee was put together by our sales and marketing department, not our engineers. <laughs> so... Uh, a team at the MacArthur Justice Center has analyzed data on shot spotter alerts in Chicago over a six-month period from July 2019 to December 2019. The fundamental problem with the shot spotter technology is that it de- detects all loud noises, gunshots among them. In a dense urban environment, this produces a high percentage, uh, percentage of false positives. For example, alerts that may or may not have been prompted by gunfire, but lead the police to find no evidence of a gun crime or any other criminal activity. There are different ways of calculating false positives. Taking a conservative approach, uh, the percentage of shot spotter alerts that resulted in no case report being filed was 85%. So 85% of the time, they don't find any evidence of any shots being fired. Now, certainly there's a delay between the time that they could be alerted and the time they show up, but that's, that's you know, just the, the implications of all that can go wrong that they're being called out that many times when it may or may not have been anything. Right. So the article goes on here. The large number of excess calls for service increases the probability of catastrophic encounters between police and community members. Again and again, incidents of police violence have arisen from relatively trivial occasions. For example, a woman driving a car with a broken taillight, a man selling loose cigarettes, a child playing with a toy gun in a playground, etc. In view of the political... Sorry, in view of the potential for any police encounter to derail, the first order of business is to reduce the number of unnecessary interactions. ShotSpotter does the opposite. It dramatically increases the number of such interactions 
and thereby increases the probability of bad outcomes that would not otherwise occur. Uh, the shot spotter system in Chicago prompts thousands of deployments by police hunting for gunfire in vain. The system puts police on high alert, telling them that shots were just fired, but more than 85% of the time they don't turn up any evidence of any crime, let alone a gun crime. These dead-end searches for gunfire happen nearly 50 times on an average day in Chicago. 50 times. Each deployment is a power keg situation for residents who just happen to be in the vicinity of a false alert. And this final detail really tells you who's in charge of just the panic button being hit over and over, what, what the real motive here is. Right. In a Securities and Exchange Commission filing dated March 29, 2021, so very recently, the day Adam Toledo was killed, ShotSpotter noted among risk factors for investors, we may be adversely affected by ongoing social unrest, protests against racial inequality, protests against police brutality, and movements such as defund the police, or increases in such unrest that may occur in the future. These events may directly or indirectly affect police agency budgets and funding available to current and potential customers. Participants in these events may also attempt to create the perception that our solutions are contributing to the, quote, problem, which may adversely affect the company, its business, and results of operations, including its revenues, earnings, and cash flows from operations. I wonder why they would make that assumption. Why would they would So, look, these, these this is like every Silicon Valley bullshit fake idea, just like fucking that Elizabeth Holmes blood machine. None of this shit works, and they claim it does, and they claim they have evidence that it works, but it's all fucking bullshit. It's all hidden. You can't see it. There is no way you can create a fucking listening device sophisticated enough to distinguish fireworks, which are, you know, typically made from gunpowder, from a fucking gun going off. Like, you can't tell the difference, depending on the type of firework that it is, from a firework right. or a fucking gunshot. There's I mean, no... I, I can, because I'm, you know, I've just heard so many of both of them. But we're talking right, about... But... We're talking about three microphones over a square mile that are trying to... We, like, if, you, if you're right next to it, you can tell the difference. If it's right. hundreds of yards away There's... and you're a computer, it's... no. Right. It's the same it's the same equivalent as like a camera lens versus the human eye. Like whenever you shoot something, you have to light the shit out of it. Like you people don't really realize like when you're watching a dark scene in a movie, it's bright as shit in there typically. I mean, like you know, it's, it's certainly much brighter than you see it on the screen because there's just only so much um light that a that a camera lens can capture no matter how high end it is. Um right. Versus the human eye, which, you know... It, it's not is, even the input. It's the human brain is so much... is so vastly superior at processing right. the information that it gets input into it. This is the thing people don't understand about, like, driverless cars, you know, AVs, as they're called, that the same Silicon Valley tech bros have been promising would, were right around the corner for, like, the last 15 years. Uh, and then you remember two years ago, an Uber... Uh, driverless car ran a woman over and killed her and didn't even start braking until after it had run her over and killed her, right? And that's when everyone was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, whoopsie, because they right. don't realize driving seems like such a banal, thoughtless process. They still don't realize that your brain is making thousands of calculations per second when you drive, right. even when you're not really paying attention, which you should be because you're you know traveling at speed with a you know, two-ton death machine around you. 
But that's the thing is the, these people are so overconfident that technology is the solution to problems that are completely man-made, right? It, oh, the Titanic's unsinkable, right? You know, it sinks the first time out. Um, and they don't understand just how completely complex and vastly superior to any computer that we could ever make now or any time in the near to distant future. Uh, it's just, it's, there's no way, right? But they want to pretend as though humans are dumb and technology can be smart if we just engineer it better, right? And, and the result is that you have a technology applied with the same racial bias that people have when they're afraid and don't think. Right, because it was programmed by people who, you know, whether they know it or not, have those biases. And, you know, it's just... Right. Um, and, and, you know, in, in fairness to the people who, who, who created the Titanic, I mean, who could have foreseen an iceberg in the North Atlantic in the middle of winter? I mean, I don't know. Who, who could have predicted that there would be icebergs in, in the water? Um, but I mean, we had all those rivets, and just because we used substandard welding <laughs> to, to, you know, save, save a few dollars, you know, who could have foreseen the irony there? Right. So, and also, you know, before we get off the Adam Toledo thing, I also just want to mention again that Lori Lightfoot totally fucking lied about it, um, which, you know, we knew yeah. she was lying from the start, um, but the video absolutely confirmed that she's a lying piece of shit. Um, mm -hmm. And then she just tweets like supervillain shit about how she's like, you know, <laughs> like, like, like looking down at the city from a mansion and like. She, she's she's a fucking maniac like it's unbelievable to me that she was ever able to present herself as some kind of like a like reformer versus what like Rahm Emanuel did like because you know she I, in some ways she's worse than him like because she she knows like all the buzzwords to use that like Rahm Emanuel has no concern with trying to appear like he's not a complete piece of shit like she genuinely knows how to like talk to liberals to make them think that she's oh yeah one she, of them crocodile tears she put on some right. crocodile tears the night before that video was was released you know right. and and even when she was this is the hilarious part was that you know she before she had watched the video she was confident that the officer acted properly and then after she had watched the video she had no comment and then during the press release, right before they show, before the video was released, she was asked point blank, did, did Adam Toledo point a gun at police or fire any bullets at police? And she said, no. And then she was asked, was he holding a gun at the time he was shot? And she refused to answer. She, she said, well, once you see the video, I think it speaks for itself. And like literally the video comes out an hour later, and it's like literally hands in the air you can see his individual fingers it's that detailed right. of a shot <laughs> you know and and still oh well but he he had a gun past tense had a gun which so you know he was he was ordered twice to drop the gun but he already had so he already was in compliance and there's literally people who look at that have watched the video and think that doesn't matter doesn't matter if you comply. He had a gun. He had a gun past tense. Therefore, the cop was right to kill him. Right. Like just just think about how what your fucking brain has to go through to to think those two things at the same time. Yes, he complied, but he had a gun. Therefore, his murder was justified. Right. Right. 
as if as if literal mur- like police murdering you know fucking kids is ever justified even with you know and well you know let's talk about uh the the uh Micaiah bryant situation too because that you know i think dovetails nicely from this and uh it's another case where you see right-wingers immediately jumping out like they think that they're vindicated when we see the police body cam and i i watched that and i'm like we must live in a different fucking universe because that doesn't at all uh absolve the officer it actually incriminates him when you watch the way he handled the situation um so literally as the george floyd verdict was being read um you know right almost right around the exact same time probably a little bit before a little bit after i'm sure this cop you know was furious because he thought you know he was probably i'm sure all these cops were all fucking furious and tweaked out because they were you know infuriated that they'd actually be held accountable for for murdering somebody for once in in the fucking last you know 15 years um so micaiah bryant uh apparently had called the cops because there were two girls uh outside of her house like trying to like beat her up i don't know if this was like they're bullying her you know she that that would be like just just from all the evidence my my guesses be that these were just people that were constantly bullying her and or you know tormenting her because they showed up to her house to fight her um and she called the cops uh and apparently when the cops showed up and you can see it in the video she has a knife in her hands uh because she was being jumped by two girls and she was trying to defend herself um and the cop shows up starts you know yelling they're yelling at each other the girls like they are not i don't even think they from the video it's not clear that they ever even acknowledge her his presence the cop that shows up um because they're yeah it's it's a little unclear because they they what i saw was the the press release version where they they show it in extreme slow motion and it's you don't get a sense of how quickly everything happened um but you know again it's it's police rushing in and before they attempt to de-escalate anything it's just gun out pop 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 right right he's he's literally saying uh you drop the weapon he says something as he's shooting like the gun's already pointed at her he's like drop the weapon pop 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 shut shot her four times in the chest um and killed her 16 year old girl uh who is being you know uh, and again these details will will find out more as the story goes on but it seems like she was being harassed by two bullies outside of her house and was trying to defend herself from getting her ass whooped um and and was shot by a cop four times in the chest and and people um, said oh well he was saving the other black girl that she was trying to murder she was right right behind her he he saved the life of a black woman so he's a hero is how they want to spin it and of course they don't give a fuck about anyone's no of course not except for the cops Right. right, but that's how they're trying to spin it. It's like, oh, we can virtue signal and pretend as though we're on the side of black lives in this case. Try to try to get a win out of this one. But the, the only thing the cop was thinking was, oh shit, there's a fight and there's a knife, and I'm not I'm not going to get in there and try to break it up because I could right. get stabbed. I'm just going to shoot. That's I'm not going to taser her, which I could easily do and subdue her. You know, in a in a equal you know as in a slightly less fucking yeah destructive. I, I, I would argue that it's not easy to taser people when they're moving you look at almost every time they actually use a taser it's when somebody is just standing still but not complying or they already right have when they have the no ground. reason to actually use the taser yeah they already have them pinned to the ground is when they'll taser them right, right. and it's or if even anyone, shoot if in the air and fire a warning shot and say like you know to just oh, to get everyone's yeah. attention 
Yeah, well, that's dangerous because that bullet still comes down. It could kill a bystander, Anthony. You need to realize that gun safety (laughs) is about hitting your target, not a bystander. Right. No, or shoot, like, or shoot like, the car. Like that was the, right next to them. That he clear, like literally just anything to fucking you know, get her. Fucking die hard. Shoot the glass. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but that's not right. what they train for. They don't. They train to execute the target as quickly as possible. Right. right. And and people think, oh, the, the people like like Jane Gunger from TYT think, oh, they need more training. More training just means they go to the firing range and they shoot faster and quicker. That, right. you know, Kim Potter probably maybe thought she was reaching for a taser, but her instincts took over. And as a reflex, they draw their weapon, their, their right. lethal weapon, right? I tweeted this out yesterday. 20% of police are ex-military. The problem isn't lack of training. The problem is we're an empire constantly at war, constantly training troops to be killers, then tasking those killers to oversee neighborhoods. It's miraculous police don't murder a child every hour, honestly. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. And it's just, you know. But then if you if you tell people that, then we have to get into the greater implications of do we even need a standing army? Uh, I would argue we don't. <laughs> a lot of countries don't have one. <sighs> yeah. But, it's, uh, you know. Right. Well, we, it's our jobs program. It's how we can get away with paying $7 an hour as a federal minimum wage because, well, if you don't like that, you can go join the military. I, I also tweeted this out yesterday. I, just, I love, you know, there's just something so comforting about being told violence isn't the answer by a liberal president who's demanding seven hundred a record $753 billion for war. Yeah, right, which <laughs> I don't know if you saw some of the fucking, like— you know some some of the obvious fucking like uh, uh j- just just Biden fucking PR regurgitation being done on that like from Politico and New York Times I saw one article I think it was in the New York Times where like well it's a modest increase it's actually it's actually a reduction if you consider the annual percentage rise of the military budget compared with Trump's ra- so he's raising the budget but he's raising it by a smaller percentage than Trump raised it by so it's actually a decrease if you think about it that way Oh, it's right. only a one point six percent increase. How many how many times has the uh, federal minimum wage gone up along with inflation in the last twenty years? Uh, never, <laughs> not not since two thousand seven, eight. Well, I you know just happy that uh, you know we're we're finally getting our ch- and, and when he we, this is this is so we we were gonna delve into this a little bit. I'm just gonna only gonna glance off it, but uh, the. Basically, the CIA admitting that um, there was no Russian bounty on American troops in Afghanistan, and they're finally admitting that because it's no longer they don't longer need that to be uh, the story that was obsessed over endlessly last right. year by Rachel Maddow and everyone like her. There's the, uh, Glenn Greenwald for all of his problematic shit wrote a really good article on Substack about this and went into exhausting detail. And they're doing it again. Now they have a new one that uh, that China and Russia are actually behind all the QAnon conspiracy theories. So they're doing it again. <laughs> Learn nothing. Not that weird fucking loser in their his basement that they found out to be the actual Q. <laughs> right. it, it's China. It's like they've and never Russia. heard of. It's like they've never even heard of a VPN or understand what a VPN is. Like I can literally just go. <laughs> On my web browser and choose what country I want right. my IP address to show up as, like oh it's, Russian email address. Like I can literally take the out entirety, <laughs> the entirety of, of of the DC you know elected officials and and most of the national security state are so fucking old and so 
like it, it really is on display when they actually like bring like the tech billionaires in front of them to ask some questions you know and again there's no fucking winner like i hate everyone involved in those in those hearings but it's so funny to hear them ask questions that they're clearly like were given to them by their younger aides and they have no idea what they're fucking talking about so their follow-up oh, questions are just I, insane it's and hilarious fucking- the first rule of being a good lawyer is you never ask a question of a witness that you don't already own the answer to. You right. never want you never want that to happen. And you see these senators up there, like you know, so uh, uh, Tony Stark, what's what's the deal with this Iron Man suit? Like, what are you more powerful than us now? Like, I right. I we truly don't know. And then he just gets up and like spins around, middle fingers in the air, and walks out. You know, and you're like, damn, that was. Like they they do that in real life all the time, and all these fucking rich billionaire Mark Zuckerberg people just get free advertising and look like the smartest guy in the room. And when they're supposed right. to be the one getting fucking grilled, so yeah, they they drop the whole fake Russian bounty story because now Biden wants us to get out of Afghanistan, and everyone's like, "Oh, hooray! Biden's getting us. He's ending the war." Is a funny way of saying that he's forcing us to stay in the war six months longer than Trump's deadline to get us out. Right, and also. You know, he's at, he's not forcing the private contractors to leave Afghanistan. Like, it, basically, he's just p- completely privatizing the Afghanistan war, which is like the, the undergird, undergirding thing that nobody talks about with that is he's going to pull the... There's like 2,000 troops still left in Afghanistan, uh, like of, of actual U.S. soldiers. Right. It's not and a let's, big let's not forget presence. that in 2012, when Joe Biden was vice president, he tweeted that we would be out of Afghanistan by 2014. By 2014, so right. Joe Biden look, is a fucking liar. Yeah, right. So again, so if even those 2,000 are out by, by September 11th, I'll be shocked, like I was saying when we first talked about this. But the more I looked into it, yeah, he's not doing anything to to you know uh, demand that the private contractors leave or anything of that nature. So we're still just we're basically doing what 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 Eric Prince was trying to convince Trump to do, privatizing the war in Afghanistan. But he can spin it the same way Trump would have spinned it as we're pulling the troops out and bringing the troops home, because that's you know on paper what they're doing. But that's we're never going to leave. We're never leaving the Middle East. Those are our fucking beachheads to all of the democracy that we want to extract from all of these countries uh you know <laughs> for fucking their like afghanistan has a ton of fucking opium fields like that is the primary reason we will never get out of afghanistan um because it's just too fucking profitable for the u.s to leave and you know it, it same with all these other countries that's why we've been desperate to get into venezuela to get at their fucking oil which they're the only one of the only countries yeah. that have refused to sell it to well, us so it's like another country where they think there's like a, a trillion dollars in lithium under those mountains too so right uh and, and you know you, you see how valuable lithium is to someone like elon musk um so i i i, I uh, all time uh, grace of all time media champion uh chen uh i'm not sure how to pronounce the last chen name chen yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> steve phil in media he's, he's always, so funny he's always so good he just said tweeted out so revealing after 20 years the mighty u.s military with the most advanced weaponry was basically defeated by afghan guerrilla forces probably the most poorly equipped in the world it is telling in so many ways dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> i fucking you know, love that guy he, and, and yeah, every people- fucking WAPO, New York Times, Politico, Hill, NATSEC guy 
that just loves to talk about how superior we are, you know, reads that shit and they lose their fucking minds and they have to just, you know, they can't they can't resist trying to argue with him and he just fucking right. destroys them. Well, I mean, and so for people fun. that don't remember him, uh, Marsha Blackburn, who's like some horrible racist Republican senator from like Arkansas or wherever, tweeted some shit about China, like some just, you know, typical racist Republican shit. And he was like, and he responded to her, uh, Marsha Blackburn's the most racist uh, U.S. politician I've ever seen. A lifetime bitch was like his yeah. tweet to her, which was such a great Well, the first tweet. tweet just said bitch. Just, right? That's all it said was just bitch. <laughs> And then when people were like, how dare you? And he's like, let me clarify. She's a lifetime bitch. Which is my one of my favorite phrases ever. I mean, truly, truly one of the greatest phrases ever. Right. Fuck. Well, um, or- and of course people are like, how how can he get away with that? I thought he's sta- he's state-run affiliated media. It's like, it doesn't, that doesn't mean what you think it means for one. And for two, no. uh, when, when you have in our country corporate media that will quote unquote confirm a story uh by calling up the same nameless source at the cia as someone other source who gets told the same exact thing they call that confirming that's right. how you confirm things is you call the source that was giving the information evidence free of russian bounties uh so yeah just completely lying and then we act as though, like, if you if you say something very true, or if you're mildly disrespectful as a member of a state-run media organization, that somehow that's like breaking the rules of discourse and decorum. Right. Right. Well, um, before we get out of here, did you want to mention the Marjorie Taylor Greene? You want to save that to next week? No, I'll get it out of the way because we're not going to remember it next okay. week. So I, I want to give a uh, pour one out on the ground here for um, the the very short-lived America First Caucus, which was being uh, promoted heavily for uh, one afternoon by Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is straight-up fascist, uh, right. and it, it immediately got torpedoed because she was part of this this, this announcement of this caucus. There's already like a, a million different little, you know, Trump pro-lifer, there's a Freedom Caucus, whatever. The f- just, they're, they're all terrible, but Right. They uh, the, the reason we all saw this was because the the term Anglo-Saxon was trending, and they <laughs> they included in their manifesto, uh, you know, a whole bunch of like Western civilization Anglo-Saxon shit. And I just wanted to read a little from a couple of different articles here, real quickly. Um, this was from uh, Slate. Uh, was talking about another article uh, from something called Punchbowl. Punchbowl scoop noted that a memo was being circulated about the caucus's goals that cited the purported importance of, quote, Anglo-Saxon political traditions to to be uh, part of this America First caucus. Given that non-historians usually understand Anglo-Saxon to just mean white, and that Getz, Gomert, Gosser, and Green aren't known for their interest in the anthropology of the British Isles, members of the press <laughs> and public surmised that America First was going to be an openly white nationalist faction. So it's just, yeah, it's this this kind of... And we know that the whole, you know, America first rhetoric goes back to, you know, back when we were still a Jim Crow segregated, you know, all that shit. But it, even right. even a little bit before that, um, you know, there was there was people people don't realize like how many Nazis the Nazi Party was huge in America up until World War Two. Oh, yeah, they you know they they were having massive rallies at Madison Square Garden. They were openly marching. On Pennsylvania Avenue in in Washington D.C., and hundreds of thousands of people would show up to support them. 
right? right. And these I, these ideas weren't taboo back then. This was very common. The, this the the idea that you know America was for white people <laughs> and that we should be you know like Israel and be a, a, a religious ethno state, right? And so just a couple other bits here from a couple other articles. Um, best-selling books were often published that were, would make this case. Madison Grant's 1916, The Passing of the Great Race, complained about unwanted demographic changes in terms familiar with us today. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants, he warned, were not reproducing children fast enough to keep pace with the, quote, Slavic, Italian, Syrian, and Jews. <laughs> right. So established old stock Americans, he grumbled, were being literally driven off the streets of New York City by swarms of Polish Jews. So even the ethnic yeah. whites weren't even good enough for that. Like that's the funny part is like they're so specific <laughs> right. with the whites that they they want to well, continue to repopulate. Madison Grant sounds Madison Grant sounds like a very English kind of name, you know, and as I've said right. before, Nobody does white on white racism better than the British. <laughs> so. No, a hundred percent. They're they're the originators in some ways, <laughs> right? Um, uh, and in a in a 1920 publication called "The Rising Tide of Color: The Threat Against White World Supremacy," <laughs> uh, author <laughs> Lothrop Stoddard God, made the same claim, warning that white Americans were being engulfed by the more fertile. Quote, non-white races, Americans of Anglo-Saxon origin, he insisted, had to restrict immigration to preserve their country for future generations who have a right to demand of us that they shall be born white in a white man's land. <laughs> like, what if, what if kids in the future are born and then realize they're not white? Like, how embarrassing for them. The shame. Well, they are white, and it's not a white man's land. Like with with the shame oh, they'd have to, to live be, with on a daily basis. To be born white, and not be the majority. <laughs> I just, oh, I Lathrop Stoddard cannot stand for that future. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like shaking his jowls and his mutton chops, just enraged at the. <laughs> oh, for sure. He for sure has jowls, like with a name like Lathrop. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, just just great, great guy. Great, yeah. great person. Uh, great, great lady. Um, so, yeah, she uh, basically completely distanced herself from her own brand new caucus in one day <laughs> after all the other all the other Republicans who were just as racist, but like know how to read the room a little bit better and pretend as though they're not like we're just like, oh, just kind of, yeah. This is two on the nose. You're X nay on the um, yeah. She, yeah, she's such a yeah. fucking psycho. Well, I, and just, then she blamed communism again. She blamed communism, <laughs> like a communist, uh, the communist media for uh, you know trying to put words in her mouth and say that Anglo-Saxon was somehow a racist connotation. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Do you, are you, so you really were trying to say that your caucus is all about the anthropology of the British Isles? <laughs> Right, right. I can't wait till she blames a communist for when she throws her back out doing those like monkey fucking pull ups that she does in that video. She did you see that workout video she posted? No, no. I don't. Oh, there, there's this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it went it went viral because she's. I, 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 so apparently this is like a real CrossFit thing, but like she was, you know, she was doing like she posted one of these workout videos online where she was doing like you know lifts and and squats and whatnot that were more or less normal although she was doing it oh, with God. terrible form you think she ran for she... congress just because she saw all of tulsi gabbard's like thirst, <laughs> right. thirst trap instagram post and was like i can do that yeah yeah pretty much and then she was doing these pull-ups but it wasn't pull-ups she was like 
I, like I can't even describe it. Like humping her body forward to like do these pull. Like it looked like the the most like like the quickest way to fucking literally break your back, like imaginable. But apparently, this is actually how they do uh, pull ups and CrossFit, which is probably why people who do CrossFit are constantly fucking injured. But um, <laughs> regardless, yeah, she's a psychopath. Um, and yeah, wow, that's that, that's that, that's funny that 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 they really do just. They can't. It's so funny how they just can't contain like, like they probably could have gotten away with an America First caucus if they didn't just make it so obviously racist. Like the dog whistle would still be there. I mean, it's it's like everyone right. would know what the fuck the caucus was about, but but like they just couldn't even bring themselves to not just oh God. fucking Did lay you... it out there. <laughs> that was well, and in the 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 dog whistle, they uh, you know people like. Um... Oh, fucking what's his... Uh, ben Shapiro. They always, right. you know, the stand-in for white they they use is not Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-Saxon, it's, you know, uh, Western civilization. And I right. saw this thing. I got to pull this up here real quick. <clears throat> this Somebody uh, sculpted a, a just really pretty lady uh, with very, like, flowing hair and prominent nipples and... Uh, and looks is just you know it's a, it's a very striking sculpture and some some fucking nazi named ivan thorne co- uh commented on it on twitter saying this is called art this is the <laughs> legacy and heritage of the west this is what men of the west fight sacrifice and die for this is victory this is him like commenting on a picture of a <laughs> statue of a pretty lady and Somebody responded to him, is there an example of a female sculptor who committed herself to the same level of detail that a male does with a woman? And he says, none that come to mind. That sculpture is an act of worship before heaven, and it shows. <laughs> Just, and, like, a, a woman could never sculpt a woman so as well as a white man Right, could. right, right. Of course. And so then somebody, like, posted the larger image of the statue with the person who sculpted it next to it. And they were the post of the picture. The sculpture is it was was done by a Chinese woman. You dork ass loser. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at the statue, the woman in uh, who in the statue has like strikingly Chinese features. And the fact that he <laughs> couldn't even notice that because it's you know statues just like marble or clay. I don't know what right, it's made right. out of, but it's like. You know, without any pigmentation, the guy can't even tell like what white Western features uh, uh, even look like. <laughs> so yeah, just absolute fucking hilarious. These people, that, you know, These are are, are obsessed with their own white race, can't even tell right. when they're looking at it or not. And it's never. And again, not that anyone's a good example, but it's never the best example, like of genetics. When you with the, these people who think that they're like the peak, you know, the peak of the fucking a peak of civilization, they're always like. Just, just you know, fucking slack jawed and like, you know, they look, they look like they're not sending their best. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's that, um, that uh, North Korea news agency parody account, um, which of course they're not parodying North Korea. They're parodying uh, just how America's understanding of North Korea's yeah, media. Um, right. Try, so. Uh, they were they tweeted out about the America First Caucus, and they they tweet everything as like as though it's actually like the way that the uh, DR or DP 
RK, RK would right. format their tweets, right? <clears throat> America First Caucus ar- arises in U.S. Congress, defending classic Anglo-Saxon tr- traditions such as poor dental hygiene, loyalty to undeserving monarchs, and victimhood from self-inflicted abuses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture oh, of some like minister of parliament who's like complaining and holding a, like a rock in his hand for some reason that looks like it's a piece of feces i don't know what it's who it is but it's just yeah funny. I, I, I wonder if they're gonna end up doing uh like what they did last olympics where the where, where korea was like one united team and like the dprk and and, and south korea were like the same uh because like the, the 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 funniest thing about that was that Pence and Pompeo had to go there and kind of like smile through it all and not like all right. have a meltdown. So it'd be great to see if Anthony Blinken has to go and fucking you know shake hands with <laughs> hang out with Kim Jong sister just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Oh, so this was another random thing I saw the other night while I was biking around. Uh, I biked past some like old armory. You know, and you know how like right. you know armories were built back when we worried about being invaded by. I don't know, Canada. And we used to keep, like, you know, muskets in the armory, right? And now we just use them as, like, basically a VFW hall for active serving National Guard or whatever. But they usually have, like, an old cannon out front just to, like, you know, reminisce and fucking salute the flag or whatever. Well, there's one on uh, Grand Avenue in in Chicago, which is a major uh, street road. And uh, I I hadn't biked uh, as far down it as I had the other night. And they have like an old World War One tank, and it, it looks like almost like a kid would draw a tank, you know, because it's like so old. It's like just right. not what you would think of as even like a World War Two tank. And I, I I ride by it, and I see that somebody's written something in chalk on the side of it. So I, I circle back, <laughs> circle back, ha, and uh, I, I get up closer, and you can see this on my uh, Twitter account at uh, Bike Slutty, and. I got up close to it, and somebody in in chalk had written uh, "Death to USA" on the side of this tank, <laughs> but the person spelled it D E T H, the number two, and then USA, but the S is a dollar sign. So clearly, this person English is not their first language, That's but so they funny. they clearly like understood that you know <clears throat> like the 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 profits is our real motivation for our war, and. Right. Yeah, I was just like, I wanted whoever did that. I wanted to like hug them, <laughs> and and who knows how long it's been there. Like it's just right. like, it's it's there, you know, uh, for all the world to see. Stolen valor on the side of this U.S. military <laughs> tank for you know could be days, could be months. It's been there, and everyone rides by and just like, ha ha, fuck you, America. <laughs> oh man. Well, on that note, um, I was gonna read. <laughs> I was going to read uh, some primary polling, but I don't want to depress us. Maybe I'll save that for next week. <laughs> but yeah. F- Fuck politics. Fuck the Democrats. Right. So right. Done with all those fucking people. Well, you want, you, you want, you want me to read it real quick? Because it, it, is, it is fascinating and also like, you know, LOL, you're on your own kind of thing. Was yeah, you my got thought, it in front of you. Might as well. Go for right, it. Right, right. Okay. So this is the <clears throat> National Democratic Party from McLaughlin Associates 2024 National uh, Democratic Primary Poll. Um, in first with 34% Kamala Harris, uh, who was polling so bad that she had to drop out because she was polling fifth in her home state. But apparently... Wait, wait, just- what is she running for? She's already the vice president. Well, this is this is a poll assuming that Joe Biden's not going to seek a second term, which oh, I'm I'm not assuming at this point. No, how fucking arrogant. He, he will is. absolutely um, do it because he's such a, he's going to just. 
this is like assuming he dies basically at this gotcha. point i think <laughs> uh which is a very real possibility uh we're, we're one fucking airplane stare away from uh yeah so uh t- second place michelle obama 20 percent, who never expressed interest in running for office um in third pete Buttigieg, five percent cory booker four percent amy klobuchar four percent andrew yang four percent aoc three percent andrew cuomo two percent that's actually pretty high i'm surprised he's that high um <laughs> ahead of john hickenlooper two percent kirsten gillibrand two percent beto two percent gavin newsom two percent Deval Patrick, 1%. Tim Kaine, 1%. Ilhan Omar, 1%. How's uh, John Delaney? Who's not even eligible? <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he charted, unfortunately. Uh, I don't even think Ilhan Omar's like, eligible to run for president, but that's you know, regardless. Um, no, she's not, but you know, whatever. Right. It's, it's yeah. still. It, it's just, I, I don't yeah. think John Delaney even conceded the 2020 primary yet. Like He's still <laughs> running that race. He's still out there running. He's, right. like, he's in an alternate reality in the multiverse where he, <laughs> he's still just like, a couple, couple more slides to go at the fucking town fair. Have I mean, you seen all this fucking talk about you know it's it's like if Matthew McConaughey w- was in there that he'd have the majority that like he's a majority of Americans ahead of Greg Abbott well in Texas for, for Texas yeah. governor I swear it's just it's, no more fucking actors if you served in the military you can't become a cop and if you were an actor you can't be the president that's just not a thing that should ever happen now I will say while I wouldn't vote for Matthew McConaughey for president. I would vote for Matthew McConaughey's character in True Detective to be president. Oh, that guy yeah. should be president. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, Russ Cole is president. Fucking just depressed. Fucking drunken. He be like, Mister President. Iran has a nuclear weapon capability. We need to. We need to be acting decisively. And he's be like, time is a flat circle. We're not going to do a damn thing about it. <laughs> like, yes, you're my president. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might be better than Greg Abbott. Who fucking knows? I mean, but no, that yeah, that's you know. But again, nobody nobody ever gets to the to even get those nominations. Who's not incredibly shitty? As example by that poll, like nobody's going to get into those seats. Who's not atrocious? So you know, again, that that poll would have really depressed me and angered me a couple of years ago. Now I'm just like. You know, you fuckers are on your own. Like we've we we we've tried. We tried to we tried to go that route. It's it's clearly impossible, and it's clearly made impossible by the people who run the apparatus. That is the fucking one party. You know, capitalist clusterfuck. That that is that is our American electoral system. So, uh, you know, that that, that I. I Nothing's gonna change like the 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 you know the way that 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 shit's determined. It doesn't matter about actual you know politicians that are popular or anything like that. Like they'll they'll never let anyone get into that seat, as evidenced by the fact that we have a fucking you know decrepit crypt keeper uh, as our fucking president right now to stop Bernie Sanders. Like the only reason we have fucking Joe Biden right now is because they had to make sure Bernie didn't win South Carolina. One of the you know one of, of the states that hasn't voted for a Democrat in forty fucking years, so it's yeah, you're on your own, people. That's 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we yeah, if you want to support the show, rate and view and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash Move Left. Um, 
Facebook.com slash move left idiots. We are on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash move left. Uh, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter again at uh, bike slutty. And also, if you uh, like our movie reviews, we just did one for the 2000 rom com classic High Fidelity. That's also up on our SoundCloud page. Uh, you can oh, also yeah. find that on our, uh, on our move left pod. Uh, Twitter account as well. Um, good stuff. I I still haven't listened to it yet. Like I I've been slacking about listening to our episodes as they come out. I need to catch up and uh, just kind of kind of quality check <laughs> how I'm doing, <laughs> how we're <laughs> how we're doing. Because I know that you don't listen to the show once we record it. So I'm, I'm, I, I really feel like I'm getting to that point <laughs> where I'm just kind of like eh, whatever. But um, you know, as a, as a co-host of the show, I feel like I should be supporting the show more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so go check that out. That was a really good review. Um, had a lot of fun talking about that. One of my favorite movies. So go check that out, and we will see you next week. Ciao.